This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, November the 30th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or so many more. We're here to give you a comprehensive outlook on all the wrestling news that's trending on the day. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. We're starting off with our friends over at eWrestling News. AR Fox has signed a contract with AEW. AEW. Let's find out the news here. AEW President Tony Khan announced today that AR Fox has signed with the promotion after he was offered an AEW contract following his match on November 16th edition of Dynamite, where he teamed up with Top Flight in a losing effort to the World Trios Champions Death Triangle. Now, it was also confirmed that Fox would challenge Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship on tonight's episode of Dynamite. You can follow Tony Khan, and he has made the big announcement over on his Twitter social media page. With more information, continue following eWrestling News. Tony Khan also is making news. Tony Khan is stating that he is open to having Ricky Steamboat have his very last match inside an AEW ring. Now, this past Sunday, Ricky Steamboat returned to the ring for the promotion known as Big Time Wrestling, teaming with FTR, which is Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. They were able to beat Jay Lethal, Brock Anderson, and Nick Aldis. Now, it marks Steamboat's first match since 2010, and AEW president Tony Khan recently said he would love to have the WWE Hall of Famer back in his promotion in any capacity whatsoever. These are the comments from Tony Khan. It's definitely something to keep in mind, Khan said on Busted Open Radio when Tommy Dreamer pitched Steamboat wrestling in AEW. I think it's amazing that Ricky Steamboat got back into the ring. FTR is one of the greatest tag teams on our planet. I'm excited tonight for Dax Harwood to go one-on-one with Brian Danielson, two of the best pro wrestlers in the world. It's certainly something to think about. Ricky Steamboat's last match, one of my professional heroes, somebody as a kid who's one of my all-time favorites and even to this day is one of my all-time favorites. I do think he has a great legacy and will be a great part of AEW when the time comes. With that being said, continue following everything AEW and Tony Khan and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to find out if this will eventually happen. Continuing on, Ric Flair is making news today. Ric Flair is criticizing AEW in the way they are booking his son-in-law Andrade. Now, WWE Hall of Famer, the nature boy Ric Flair, has shared his honest thoughts on Andrade's run in AEW. Now, the former WWE NXT champion made his debut back on June the 4th of 2021 on Dynamite. Now, some fans have argued that he is not given the push that he truly deserves. While speaking on his To Be The Man podcast, Flair noted that he doesn't think AEW has used his son-in-law correctly. Here's some comments from Ric Flair. I think the stuff with Matt Hardy, but I honestly don't think they used him properly, but I did like some of it. And I'm going to be obviously biased right now. He's my son-in-law. I think he's a much better singles performer than he is in tag matches. But you know what? It has to be determined. I know it's a very sensitive issue right now, but you know what? He wanted to say something. But he also knows that his injury was very, very sensitive as well. And it was a bad tear. And that's one thing that kept him out for quite some time. Now, Ric Flair is notably Andrade's, as I said, father-in-law and is married to Charlotte Flair, who is still in the WWE. Andrade is believed to be serving a suspension after being involved in a backstage fight with Sammy Guevara back on October the 5th. Now, Andrade recently confirmed that he had undergone, once again, surgery to fix a 
torn pec muscle injury. For more information on all things Andrade, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Booker T is never one to be quiet and definitely loves sharing his opinion. Booker T comments on, if AEW happens to close in a few years, well, it's because the EVPs played too many games. Booker T fears that if AEW does go out of business, it may be within a matter of years unless the promotion stops playing games. After being suspended from AEW following the all-out media scrum, the Elite made their return at full gear and poked fun at CM Punk one last time on this last week's episode of Dynamite. Now, speaking on his Hall of Fame podcast, Booker was skeptical about how much longer AEW has left as far as their EVPs are concerned as far as making fun and joking about the punk situation. This is what he said. That company could be closed in a few years, and these guys are going to be wondering what the hell happened. And it's all because they're out there and they're playing too many games. They're not understanding what this stuff is truly all about. Now, Booker did praise All Elite Wrestling because he says people there do work their butts off, adding that the trio of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are bumping like crazy. Now, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer has previously been very critical of the Elite, mocking the CM Punk situation, and he even went as far as saying it was distasteful. With more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information on this story will be forthcoming we have some news about aew in indianapolis big names appear for a local event happening in indianapolis prior to aew's dynamite now some big names from aew appeared recently via a local civic organization to promote literacy and educational programmings wwe hall of famer mark henry swerve strickland ricky starks and tbs champion jade cargill stopped by the 100 black men of america in indianapolis's chapter to go ahead and show their support you can see all of this on swerve strickland's twitter account as well you can also see this for joseph eldridge who also has a lot posted on his social media account as well aew's outreach community reach program has done lots for various communities around the country and it looks like indianapolis is just going to continue to be another one of them Continue on with the headlines, Juventud Guerrero, the Lucha Libre star who mesmerized wrestling fans in WCW in the 90s, reacts to his brief stint in AEW. Let's find out more about this. During a recent live session for High Spots Superstore, former WWE and WCW superstar Juventud Guerrero commented on his brief stint with AEW last year. Now, for those who may not recall, He's known as Hoovy, and he worked a match against Chris Jericho. Now, Guerrero had nothing but praise for the AEW locker room. He had this to say. It was a great experience. It was a tremendous atmosphere, and it had all the juiciness. It was great. After two months, we were talking about doing more, but then I got hurt. But now I'm good, and I'm well, and I'm ready to do more. If you'd like to find out more about what Hooventude Guerrero had to say, continue following eWrestling News and we have more information on all of that. Maria Shafir recalls Roderick Strong sliding into her DMs. What is she talking about? Speaking on a recent episode of Sessions with Renee Podcast, AEW wrestler Maria Shafir opened up on a variety of topics, including meeting her husband, Roderick Strong, and the MMA for Horsewomen transitioning into professional wrestling. Here's what she had to say on the MMA for Horsewomen transitioning from MMA into pro wrestling. It wasn't really like we had a conversation. It was more of just a mutual understanding. Right before Ronda Rousey fought Holly Holmes, I had hurt my neck really bad. I was out with two herniated discs, and I was trying to get back into the sport. So I started competing in jiu-jitsu, and I started rehabbing. 
It was my own thing to do. Now at that time, Shayna Baszler decided to really double down on wrestling. She was ready to go to Japan, and a lot of people were just on different spots and paths in their life. Now, she also mentioned on what it was like meeting Roderick Strong, who is now her husband, at PWG. She said, I met Roddy at PWG, and he slid into my DMs. And you know, you know the pro wrestling charm. We all fall victim to it. I know how he could sweep people off their feet. He just got me and he got me laughing. Now, how it was a rough transition moving to Florida, she also talks about NXT as well while she was trying to get pregnant. She would go on to say in a quote, I got pregnant throughout all of this, though it was just one of those things, and these are things that I wanted in my life, in my career. I'm committed to being in a family. We were living in California, and then we had to move to Florida. Roderick was in a transition too, which was a very emotional roller coaster. It was a lot of uncertainty. We lived in a house. We had so many things going on right now. And then we had to get up and move to Florida. It was rough. Roddy had been signed with NXT right away, and he had to go down there. And then all of a sudden, our son Troy was born. If you'd like to read more about what she had to say about transitioning into wrestling and other aspects of her wrestling career, continue following e-wrestling news and we will have more information let's go ahead and trans over to our good friends over at wrestling inc let's talk about the miz the miz was nearly in a wwe feud with another fellow reality star what happened with this one now a feud between the miz and another network competition star almost became reality back in the 2010s a former member of the big brother cast actually was just recently revealed in an interview with pw mania former reality star and current ovw wrestler jesse Goderitz heard shared a story about how he tried to get in contact with the Miz and tried to set something up. Now, since both of them were reality TV stars, it might have been a really good fix because they could have melded both worlds. Now, this is what he said. Apparently, Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis liked my look, my charisma, and the fact that I was promoting WWE as a huge mainstream audience on the reality show, he told PW Mania. I later found out that they had an idea of a reality star versus another reality star, and it could have happened. But, unfortunately, it didn't. For more information on this and what could have been a really interesting match, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information is forthcoming. Charles Robinson, the longtime WWE referee, is making headlines. Charles Robinson apologizes for WWE's SmackDown performance. Now, the role of a WWE official is a critical one. They're in the ring to ensure that everything goes as planned and providing communication to the participants and responding quickly if an injury occurs. Now, officials are often criticized by fans, and one common complaint is that they're not reactive enough, and sometimes they kind of get in the way of the action. Now, despite one of these most experienced and respected officials in the industry, Charles Robinson took to Twitter to actually apologize for overselling during WWE SmackDown last week. He shared a photo of himself reacting to an exaggerated manner to Sheamus delivering a blow to Jay Uso during the main event there. Robinson would write, I apologize for the silly reactions on WWE SmackDown. I am ridiculous. I try and try to stop reacting the way I do. I know people will talk about it in other refs that I'm overselling. Now, the ideal situation for a referee is for the fans to really not notice them at all unless it's for a specific reason, such as taking a bump or removing someone from the outside. However, a referee reacting to the action inside the ring, well, sometimes it conveys to the audience that the move might be actually too painful. 
Considering that Robinson has been refereeing since 1995 at the highest level, whether it be in WCW or WWE, there's no doubt he is someone the WWE Universe really respects, and that made clear by the replies to Robinson's self-deprecating tweet and the overwhelming sensitive nature that people have supported him with. For more information about this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and we will have more information. We have more information about WWE Raw viewership. Now, unfortunately, it continues to be affected by Monday Night Football. Now, as we see each and every fall, wrestling definitely takes a dip in the ratings, especially when Monday Night Football starts in September and goes all the way almost until January. Now, when it comes to the choice between picking which way wrestling fans are going to spend their evenings, sometimes they're torn between watching football and watching their favorite wrestling program. Now, new data from showbizdaily.com showed ESPN's NFL programming occupied the top spot, in fact, the top five slots of the cable viewership happening on November 28th, with Raw on USA Network taking sixth place. Now, seventh place in the second hour and eighth place overall in the third hour. Fox's broadcasts also of the World Cup also affected it as well. Now, November 28th's Raw episode originated from the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, and it did get 1.66 million viewers. It was up from the 1.64 million the prior week. Now, among the coveted 18 to 49 demo, the show recorded a 0.40, which was a slight uptick from, or downtick, I should say, from last week's 0.41. The episode included non-wrestling appearances by some of the biggest stars, including The Bloodline, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. However, the show was absent from having championship matches, and the only contest announced ahead of time was between Dexter Loomis and The Miz. Over on ESPN, the matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and Pittsburgh Steelers was predicted to be a big one. Now, obviously, it was something that many wrestling fans and those in the industry realized probably they weren't going to be able to compete with. Right now, wrestling is hoping to continue to keep their foothold where it is now and not slip any more in the ratings. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc., and we will have more information. Kira Hogan is making news at this hour. The AEW star has questions recently about Jade Cargill's decision regarding the baddies. Now, if you're following AEW programming, as you know, she had been let go from the baddies by Jade Cargill. Last week on AEW Dynamite, Kira Hogan was abruptly kicked out of Jade Cargill's baddies group during a backstage segment presented with documents to sign by Cargill's legal representative, Sterling Mark. Now, Hogan was informed that her services were no longer going to be needed, and and she was simply dismissed without any further word from anyone else. Now, Hogan appeared on Boston Open Radio to address the decision to have her removed from the baddies, and this is what she felt like. I did a lot for the baddies, Hogan said. I did a lot for Jade. I did a lot for the group, and I just feel like the work I given in wasn't appreciated. Honestly, I still don't know the reason why I got kicked out. We may end up with some answers on tonight's Dynamite when Cargill announces a very special in-ring celebration for the TBS Championship and the return of Red Velvet as Cargill's side. Suffice it to say, Hogan is expected to make her appearance felt in some way as well, perhaps looking for some type of explanation or maybe even looking for some payback. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. 
Mandy Rose is making headlines today. Mandy Rose hits impressive milestone as WWE NXT Women's Champion. Now, transitioning from the main roster to NXT has been a smashing success, to say the least, for Mandy Rose. Today, the leader of the Toxic Attraction reached 400 consecutive days as the NXT Women's Champion. Now, her reign is the third longest in the history for that title, and she's 17 days away from passing Shayna Baszler for second place. Asuka right now has the record for the longest reign as NXT Women's Champion, which was at 522 days. Now, Rose won the NXT Women's Championship at Halloween Havoc's edition of 2020 by defeating Raquel Gonzalez. Now, since winning the belt, she has had 10 successful title defenses. Her most recent defense occurred in November 15th edition of NXT in a bout that saw her defeat Alba Fire in a last women's standing match that also helped Elsa Dawn, who made her debut in NXT. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and NXT as more information about the superstars will be forthcoming. Now, there is some discussions on who may dethrone Roman Reigns once the titles are taken off of him. Matthew Wilkinson's writing in today for Wrestling Inc. Roman Reigns has been seemingly unbeatable in WWE for the last couple of years, and while Money in the Bank briefcases seem to be the perfect combination to end his championship, such as Austin Theory, it wasn't meant to be. No longer is it a guaranteed title shot with the status of Mr. Money in the Bank gone. Theory told City News Ottawa that whoever ends up defeating Reigns has to be someone that will truly beat him and not just by some lucky mention. I think the chapter that Austin Theory is headed in right now is going to build him up to one day dethroning Roman Reigns. Now, many wrestling fans are scoffing at the idea that Austin Theory could be the one, but the true question is, if not Austin, who? Now, the day's theory was taking selfies backstage and believing that he was this cocky, arrogant persona in got under many people's skin is now over. The current version of him has a lot more confidence and not as many limitations as he had before. Now, when he had the money in the bank beef briefcase, he was at the top right now, but he also felt like the ceiling was just not too high enough for him. Ultimately, Theory is going to attempt to, at one point, dethrone Roman Reigns, but what else could happen to this? Could it be the returning Cody Rhodes who could do it? Who might step into this? Might we see Bobby Lashley again? Could it be Braun Strowman? Might it be somebody that we least expect? Maybe a Finn Balor or maybe even a Kevin Owens. With more information on all of this and speculating on who may be the one who ultimately dethrones Roman Reigns, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information is forthcoming. Now, we're going to talk about Josh Chernoff and former Fight Director announces new streaming platform. Big news here. Josh Chernoff, as you know, works for Fight TV, and he was the former co-host on The Mind of the Meanie. Fight TV owner by Triller is a major sports streaming service that's been operating since May of 2012. Alongside broadcasting live sports, the platform also has live wrestling involving promotions such as Impact Game Changer Wrestling and the National Wrestling Alliance. Fight also is the home for all elite wrestling in markets outside of North America. Currently, it appears that the two now former behind-the-scenes persons, Josh Chernoff and Paul Owen, have recently departed Fight and are now set to launch their own streaming service. Now, in a press release, it was revealed that Chernoff and Owen will be launching Premier Streaming Network, which is going to be PSN, in early 2023. Now, the coverage is set to give viewers access to combat sports, pro wrestling, entertainment, live events, and various libraries, including traditional sporting events, documentaries, and original content. 
suggesting that PSN will be looking to compete with Fight by broadcasting similar content. Notably, there is no specific mention of Chernoff and Owens' history with Fight in the press release. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on all of this will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Wednesday, November the 30th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, and anywhere else in between, we're here to give you a comprehensive outlook on everything that's happening, also absolutely free of charge. My name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 